0: Hi everyone. Welcome to How to College for First Gens, our podcast where we get together over some coffee to have real conversations about what it's like to be a first-generation student before during and after college. If you are a new listener, our goal as first-gen students is to share knowledge that we've gained along the way, learn a bit more about the experience from other first-gens, and hopefully help others going through some of the same challenges we've experienced by sharing lessons learned from fellow first-gens. I'm Cody Daly, one of the show's co-hosts, a first-generation student living in Chicago, Illinois, whose job as a post-secondary counselor is to help and inspire the next generation of first-gens. On today's episode, we will explore the concept of family pressure. For first-generation students, being the first to go to college and graduate is obviously a huge milestone with their family. But with that might be some added pressure. The pressure to achieve something that your family has never done before. And also the pressure to have a level of success that your family may have not felt. Today we discuss that pressure and how students experienced it and reacted to it and managed it within the college setting. We hope you find today's episode to be valuable and helpful if you experience some of the same pressure. Without further ado, let's meet our first guest. We begin today's episode on the pressure that First Gens face with a current high school student, Anaya. Hi, Anaya. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. So, like you said, my name's Anaya Cooks. I go to Heights High School in Houston, Texas. I'm looking forward to studying either international relations or journalism in college.
0: You know, it's funny, Anaya, I have a degree in international relations and I started as a journalism minor. So <laughs> those are both really cool fields. Can you kind of remember when you first identified that you were a first generation student and how did that label make you feel?
1: It's something that I've always like been aware of, not necessarily putting the term first gen student to it. But I always knew that I'd be the first in my family to go to college. And then I think I was in 10th grade when I got into Emerge. And that's like a program that helps first gen students get into college. And once they finally put a label on it, I just kind of felt like this heavy expectation, like, oh, you're like a first generation student. You're the one that has to, you know, make it and graduate through college.
0: Absolutely. And if you don't mind sharing, what is the Emerge program and in what ways does it help you in terms of getting to college?
1: Oh, yeah. So Emerge HISD is basically this program. Like I said, it's geared towards low income, typically people of color, first generation high schoolers. And they start the program in 10th grade where you apply and If you get in, you're like typically a high-performing student and they help you build your application to become more competitive. So they help you with AP classes, dual credit, and they help you find internships. They help financially navigating the college application process and the financial aid process. Just the biggest supporters in your corner for operating the college scene.
0: That's such a great program that helps you in so many areas. And with being the first to co- go to college in your family, can come some sort of element of pressure. To your knowledge, if you don't mind sharing, what is your family's background in terms of education?
1: My grandma was the first person to start to go to college back in the 70s, I want to say. And she only made it through her first year before she had to drop out because none of her family supported her going to college. And so she couldn't push herself all the way through on her own, especially in that time. So my mom, after that, same thing. She made it through her first year before she had to drop out because she had me and my siblings at a very young age. So she just wasn't able to juggle having three kids, and a college work schedule. And my oldest sister, same thing. She was able to complete one semester of college before she was forced to drop out because she couldn't handle the financial debt that it was putting her in. A lot of the people in my family have tried to go to college and for some reason or another, been forced to leave college. And then I have two other older siblings who just barely graduated high school. They didn't even consider college as an option. So I'm the first, hopefully, that's actually going to be going through all the way.
0: I'm struck by your family's history. And thank you for sharing that. With first-generation students, it's not just about you getting in, it's about you being successful and finishing, right? There's kind of two elements to having the access as a first-gen student to even get in, but then also having some of the skills to finish. You highlighted a few really important topics, you know, family support life circumstances you mentioned that your sister it was because of financial issues you know with the debt that she was taking on and the cost of college you mentioned a few barriers there that kind of kept your family from completing college but i'm curious do you think there's any additional barriers that you think affected your family in terms of them not getting to that final stage
1: So like I said, with my grandma, it was just really tough because she went to college back in like the early seventies. And as an African-American woman going to college and like, she went to some small, small community college out in the middle of nowhere, Texas. I know she said it was really difficult dealing with all the prejudice against her. And that's one reason why she really felt like she wanted the support of her family, but it wasn't there. And then- it's difficult because my mom nothing in her high school career prepared her for college like she didn't have the opportunity for ap classes or ib classes or any kind of like rigorous coursework that would teach her the balance that she needed to be able to juggle life and school and so that was something that really threw her out of her element, I know, whenever she went to college. Those were some big struggles that they had to deal with that just really held them back from achieving successfully graduating from college.
0: You mentioned both some educational barriers, but also some societal barriers, you know, what your grandmother had to go through. That makes sense as to why the family support was so Needed because if you're already feeling isolated or segregated or made to feel alone on your college campus, you're going to need an outlet of support, and typically that would come from home. Looking back at some of their experiences with college, have you heard any members of your family talk openly about regretting not going further in college?
1: Yeah, for sure. My mom really regrets not being able to finish college, but she knows that she dropped out for the right reasons, which is raising her kids. So she's always just used that to push us forward in furthering our own education as far as we can.
0: Let's talk a little bit about your family even further, especially like your siblings. You've already mentioned, do you think your mom held all of your siblings to the same standards in terms of going above and beyond in education and then even maybe going off to college?
1: Not really, because I have always been, I'm not going to say like naturally smart, but I've never struggled in school whereas some of my other siblings have. So if, say, my brother or my sister came home with a B+, they would be, like, celebrated and there'd be, like, rewards and stuff. And if I came home with an A, it's just another Tuesday, you know? So it was definitely a different standard for all of us. But my mom always emphasized our own happiness over education And she always encouraged us to do what we felt like instead of focusing all the way 100% on school. And to her, our mental health was more important than like always having a good grade. So it wasn't like she was constantly on us about, you know, studying every single day and making the highest test scores and getting into the... Top colleges, Harvard and Yale and Rice. Um, but it was definitely something that was somewhat expected of me. So that was always um, a big pressure on me more than my other siblings. But the standard definitely was not the same for all of us.
0: Mentally, how does that manifest itself with you? You know, how do you think? You having higher standards from, from your mom, you having maybe higher expectations or just different expectations, how do you think that made you feel? Do you think it impacted you as a student or as a person at all? It's
1: kind of odd because I've always been the kind of person that I'd want to do my best. And I don't know if that's so much from the expectations or if that's something intrinsic in me, but it certainly has provided a motivator for me to constantly be on top of my game. And mentally, I'd say she'd give, she gave me the support and she still gives me the support that I need, um, in order to achieve those high grades and be the best that I can be. So it's just affected me in pretty positive ways, I'd say, just to always do my best and be my best. And I know how to measure that out with the rest. So it's never pushed me over the edge or anything, just as far as overworking myself and exhausting myself.
0: It seems like your mom did a really amazing job of really individualizing her support and her expectations and her mindset with each of you. Now let's shift focus to more of you and your relation to college and the concept of college. Can you recount the first time mom even talked to you about college? When was that and how was that experience?
1: I think I must have been in, like, the third grade, maybe fourth, and we were driving somewhere around, like, downtown kind of area, and we passed Rice University, and... My mom was like, oh, that's rice. And she started like saying how it's one of the best universities in Texas and how one day I was gonna go there. And I just remember being like kind of confused, but it was something that was exciting to me, actually like seeing the campus and kind of seeing people who may or may not have even been college students, but like grown-ups walking around the campus, looking all cool. And I just remember thinking, wow, I'm going to be here one day. That's so cool, you know? And then as I got older, our conversations kind of shifted more seriously. Like, okay, which colleges do you want to go to? Why do you want to go there? How feasible is it that you're going to get in? Do you see yourself fitting in there? Stuff like that. And it was still exciting, but now with a big edge of like nerves,
0: you know? sounds like you've always been kind of a school person always you probably enjoy learning and you know to have conversations about college at in the third grade like that's awesome and and mom probably saw potential in you at such a young age that you could get to those places and especially an amazing university like rice And when it comes to college, what sort of expectations does your mom have for you? Well, she definitely
1: expects me to go to a prestigious university. We've actually thought about this so many times in the past, like six or seven months, because I know that I could get into a school like Harvard or Yale if I really wanted to, but I don't want to. You know, a lot of the schools that I want to go to, are more like liberal and open with their curriculum, like actual open curriculums for schools. And so she wants me to push myself to do constantly bigger and better and brighter things. And I'm over here like fluttering around, looking at all the different universities and holistically what they can offer me instead of just like classroom rigor. So that's definitely a thing that's come up multiple times as I'm considering the different schools that I'm going to apply to. But I know it's all from a place of love.
0: Do you think your mom's experience with college and not finishing, and you mentioned she was one that kind of did express regret. Do you think that influences her expectations at all?
1: You know, I think it might a little bit. I'm fairly certain she just doesn't want me to ever have any regrets about where I went or how long it took me to get through my degree. And she wants to make sure that I don't have to go through the same things that she did or even half the stuff that she did. So all of her pushing comes from a place of, okay, I don't want my daughter to ever have to experience or doubt whatever she's doing um, like I did.
0: Where would you say the middle is between mom's expectations and what Anaya wants?
1: Um, It's so funny you ask that because the only school that we both agree on is Boston University. That's the only college that I want to go to. And she wants me to go to you. So that's like the perfect middle ground for both of us. And that's just coincidentally my first choice, too. We do have at least a little bit of middle ground.
0: Absolutely. And you know, that middle ground might even develop as you continue to go through the process. So continuing on, let's talk about your motivation to go to college. College, you know, the very easy look of intake, outtake, what you get out of college is obviously a degree that'll help you get a job. So that's one reason why a lot of people go to college. But outside of just getting a job and and going into a career, what else has motivated you to apply to college and to go to college?
1: It's actually funny. I just wrote an essay about this um, not too long ago. So there was a very specific instance in my childhood that made me want to like do better for myself and my community. One day, my family and I, we were out at like a grocery store in the middle of nowhere, Texas. And this like huge white guy came up behind us and called us a racial slur. Just the whole family. It was just like my mom and a whole bunch of kids. And whenever we got like, we just ran out the store, got back in the car and took off. And I remember being like terrified and everybody else in the car being some degree of terrified or angry. And I, I like remember thinking to myself, this isn't the one I'm going to live in when I grow up. It's not going to be like this. And so... Throughout all of my, like, education, I've just thought I need to get to college so that I can make a difference in the world. I need to get to college so I can change this world for the better. And that's something that stuck with me, stuck with me throughout the past, what is it, 10 years now? 11?
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I I can't imagine that moment in your life and what your family had to go through in that moment and that experience. And... You know, I've said a lot that I, I think that your generation is going to be the generation to save us all because I think there's a lot of great hope from the younger generation. And I think that it's really commendable that you um, take such a hateful incident from your childhood and you, A, had to deal with that and manage that. And I'm sure there were many mental health you know, situations that come up in, in that area but you also want to use it to create positive change. So I just want to say that you are amazing and that is really commendable that you want to have that influence on society. And just from talking to you, I know that you can. If you ever doubt yourself in that way, always remember you can. Thank you. I'm like tearing up. You mentioned this earlier in a joking way. You said, you know, all my siblings are always like when Anaya's when she gets rich after college and becomes famous and is a you know, whatever, a lawyer she's going to buy us all, you know, whatever. But in all seriousness, you know, studies show that people who complete college on average do out earn their peers in terms of salary and wage. And this might be a big question for a senior in high school, but do you feel any sort of pressure or sense of responsibility to financially provide for your family in the future?
1: Yeah, I think that that it's just like the way I've always been. If I have something, then I don't see why I wouldn't give at least part of it to my family, especially if I have like an excess because um, I don't plan on like having kids or like a whole bunch of assets in the future. So if I did end up making a lot of money and had excess... I don't see why I wouldn't give it to my family or pour it back into the community. So it's some—it's not something that they expect me to do um, just to do it or because they feel like they deserve it, but it's just a natural thing that I feel like I should do.
0: You know, Anaya, I'm curious your your thought on this. We've talked about, you know, the pressure that first gents faced. And we've talked about your family, you know, the higher expectations for you. You know, some of your family have, have done a year or so in college, but never finished. So kind of being the first to actually go through all the way. How do you think... The emphasis on success in college is different for first gen students as opposed to students whose parents did complete college.
1: Well, I think to me, it's kind of a double edged sword because whenever you have parents that have gone to college and gotten through it, there's kind of an expectation like okay well your parents did it and obviously you must come from somewhere that's like well off and you had a good opportunity for education so why shouldn't you or why can't you uh, even though they do have like better opportunities and they typically will have an easier time getting into college whereas a first gen student has the pressure to succeed because they're expected to be the ones to make it out and do something with the family name and make their parents proud, make their siblings proud, even though people recognize that it's a lot harder to do when you're a first generation student. So it's really, it's, it's complicated because there's still pressure when it comes to students who aren't first generation but it's an entirely different kind of pressure and first generation students typically won't understand like the struggle of having expectation placed on you or having like a legacy kind of placed on you whereas students who have had parents that have gone to college will never understand how hard it is For fresh blood to be coming into the college seat.
0: As we close this section of the interview, I'm curious, what tips do you have for first-gen students who may be experiencing stress or anxiety or lots of pressure from their family or for their family when it comes to going off to college?
1: First thing I'd say is, I know it can be difficult, but sometimes you just have to know when to draw boundaries with your family about putting pressure on you. Like you can say, I know you want me to go to college and I know you want me to get into a good school, but you talking to me about it every single day and putting all this pressure on to me is counterintuitive to me actually being able to put myself in a position where I'm healthy and stable enough to go to college. So just drawing boundaries with your family can help a lot with any kind of pressure or stress or anxiety. And then learning, I'm not gonna say learning when to tune them out, but learning when to let go of any unnecessary advice or unnecessary pressure on you is a really big thing that I had to learn Because they're always going to want the best for you, but they're not always going to know how to give you their best. And that's just something that you're both going to have to figure out. But you can't let it take an unnecessary mental toll on you. Because at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to be going to college, not them. And you're going to want to make sure that you're in your best state to be able to do that.
0: And then Anaya, to close, I would just love to hear what are your plans for senior year of high school and college?
1: Yeah, so senior year, I'm only taking five classes and then I'm going to be working to save up for college. Um, because I know for sure I'm going out of state and I'm going to need money in my savings account to help me keep afloat. But like I said, my first choice is Boston University. Um, I'm also applying to like uh, University of Southern California. I'm applying... Wait. Yeah, University of Southern California. I'm applying to Pitzer. I think there's like 15 different colleges on my list that I'm applying to. And I'm just... I'm excited about the application process, actually. I know it's going to be a completely different story when I start getting the acceptance or rejected letters in the mail, but for right now, I'm pumped. I'm excited to do this.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Anaya, for being here and for sharing your story. We greatly appreciate it, and we know that our audience will value it, and now they will definitely know how to college.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We continue today's discussion on family pressure with a current college student, Michael. Hi, Michael. How are you?
2: I'm good. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on our episode today. We're super excited to have you speak to family pressure as it relates to first gens. But before we go there, I'd love to have you introduce yourself to our audience.
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Michael Martinez. I'm a Latinx student. I currently attend Concordia University. At the moment, I'm currently a junior pursuing my bachelor's in HR management.
0: That's awesome. And Michael, you are a first-generation student. And I'm curious, when did you first realize that you were a first-generation student? And how did that label or identity make you feel?
2: Yeah, well, I didn't really know that much understanding of first-generation students when I was in high school. When I first learned I was a first-generation student, I actually was a freshman in, in college. In the university, I hear a lot of opportunities about being a first-gen student scholarships. When I found out I was labeled as a first-generation student, obviously, I did my own personal research and you know realized I do have an older sibling, Jonathan, which he is 26 at the moment. He didn't have the opportunity to go to college. I, I, unfortunately, did have the opportunity to go to college. When I found out I was labeled like that, it made me feel good, but in a sense, it kind of did make me feel some sort of way as in left out or in a specific group. I kind of saw it also as a negative, but also as a positive, more for the fact that there's more resources available to me, which is a great thing, especially when you call it scholarships or opportunities with, with student support services on our on my campus specifically. The negatives that I did see being labeled as a first-generation student was more of the labeling, being labeled as a first-generation. I kind of saw it as a bad thing, which as yes, in my opinion, many people do see as a positive thing for being the first in their family. And that's something that really uh, motivates me to this day.
0: If you don't mind, Michael, I'd love to kind of get to know your family with regards to the world of education. To your knowledge, what is your family's background in terms of education?
2: Well, to start off, my parents are immigrants from Mexico. They immigrated here before I was born. They really don't have that much education. My dad really, I think, stopped going to school when he was in fifth grade, obviously, for working reasons. My mother did have a chance to go to high school, but didn't finish in Mexico where she is from. Being the first to go to college or university specifically was very, a lot of pressure on myself without even me knowing.
0: Do your parents or relatives even ever talk about like why they didn't go further in in their education or what challenges or barriers may have been in the way from them going on to further education in Mexico?
2: I've actually had this conversation a lot with my parents and other family members. The main reason I think during their their era it was not norm to go to school, especially for women in Mexico. It was more specifically for them to stay home, take care of the family, any younger siblings that they did have. I know my dad specifically went into work very early, especially to help with my, my family, their family business. And it all every time I speak with one of my aunts, one of my uncles, they all have almost similar stories. I think now with the new generation, specifically my years, which I was born in 99, uh, we really have a perception when we have kids that, we would like them to continue, you know, their education, which I, in my personal opinion, I would love my future kids to continue the education.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Michael, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that you bring up a really great topic around like the cultural norms around certain things. You know, at that time, it was not the norm for you, like you said, for women to pursue a further education and, you know, even your your father choosing work. So I think that's always something for us to keep in mind. In terms of where they reached their education while they were in school, do you think that impacted what types of jobs they could pursue?
2: I would think yes and no. Yes, for the fact, again, I think now specifically, it's hard to get a job without a bachelor's degree. But I think in their era, it was really not seen that much. My father, he is manager at, at a production facility, and he makes a good well living for himself. My mom currently is a stay-at-home mom for me and my brother and as well for my for my father. But I think it really goes on the era. Specifically for ourselves, if I know if I don't get a bachelor's degree, it's gonna be very hard for me to find a well-paying job to satisfy my needs. And if I do find a job like that, I have to climb the ladder. I think if them having a bachelor's degree in that time, it would have really built them up for success in the future.
0: Have your parents ever expressed any sort of regret about not going further in their education?
2: From my knowledge, no. I know I've had my my father talk about sometimes he, he has wish he would go to high school just to have that experience. Again, I'm not sure what the experience is compared to my experience. For the fact, again, we're talking about two different eras here, but I know if my, my father has expressed that he wished he might would have continue, maybe he would have gone in, in a different path. I know I specifically, you know, changes your mind a little bit here and there. I would, I would hope my father would have uh, wanted to do that in the, in the future.
0: Well, continuing on through the discussion of your family, I would love to kind of explore your family's educational background even further. Growing up, what sort of importance did they put on getting an education?
2: My family is very high on my education as well as my brother's education. My brother has went back to do his associates and as well as currently doing a certificate. A A lot of my friends are Latinx students. A lot of Latinx friends, they always, you know, we always have the same stories as our parents. They want that diploma on the wall, you know, from their students to know that they came here for a reason. To, to the united states that they didn't just come here to just live a life and have their their kids you know grown up without a degree i know my parents put a big emphasis on my, me and my brother to get our diplomas so they can one day hang it up on their wall and i hope i when i do finish my bachelor's degree i will be more than happy to give them my degree because this is not my degree is not just for myself it's as well for them so there was really not i'm not gonna go to school for for a sense, it was more of, I got to do this for both of us, you know, more for that pressure.
0: Yeah. And I think that's such a relatable experience of earning it, not just for yourself, but for your entire family. And I think that that is super powerful, super meaningful. It's a lot of what we as first gen students have at the forefront of our minds, but it can also be very stress inducing and a lot of pressure, which we'll talk about as we go further. But that's a very relatable piece that you you mentioned siblings. So growing up, do you think that your your parents held the same standard for you and your brother when it came to education and, and college?
2: I would say yes and no. My brother, since he is older than me. He was three years older than me, abandoned school. My brother did graduate laboratory in Tech High School in Chicago, so there was always that pressure on me and that standard that I have to do the same. To share something personal, it got to a point where I really felt the stress, you know, and the pressure of trying to match him, you know, my parents trying to compare me and to family members, to myself, and it was kind of, you know, stress-inducing. That pressure and that stress, I unfortunately actually dropped out of high school for a couple of weeks. I fortunately did go back and finish, but it, it, got, it just got to the point where I just, you know, it feels so much pressure trying to live up to a standard that... It just wasn't for me at that moment.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. And I think that's such an interesting dynamic of really sometimes not only as a first gen student doing things that have never been done in your family before, you know, then to feel that you have to live up to a certain standard that maybe your older sibling already, you know, achieved that adds even further pressure. So it's not even just going places that you've never gone before, but it's going places that you've never gone to before the way your sibling did it. You know, when we talk about, you know, family pressure and the importance of education and the importance of college, one of the things I always think about is those big educational milestones. So we're talking about high school graduation, college graduation, college acceptance, moving into college, you know, things like that. How did your family feel during those big life educational milestones for you and your brother? And and how did they kind of react in those moments?
2: yeah well um uh, so for to start off with my brother they're very excited when he graduated with his uh, associates it was something you know none about nobody in my family has done i didn't go for my associates i went straight to my bachelor's they're very excited more for the fact that again like i mentioned they came for they came to this country specifically for one reason and to give me and my brother a better life fortunately we have done a great job of i think for me when i graduated high school it was a bigger milestone for the fact that again like i mentioned i did drop out of high school you know and i didn't think about going back until i did and it was just a big cost because my father he believed in me and he always told, told me that he did believe in me that I could do great things I just had to put my mind to it I And mean, when I did graduate high school it was a big moment not just for myself but for my family that they knew what I was capable of and that kind of helped me motivated me to when I did go to college to start I mean I think another great moment of my one of my accomplishments is I think when I finished my first semester of college and I had a 4.0 I love to share you know my grades with my family to know let them know how I'm doing they tell me you know one step out the way you know one semester at, the, at, a, at a time thing you know one year at a time And next thing you know, I will have my bachelor's.
0: Hypothetically, how do you think your life would have been different if you never went back to high school?
2: I honestly, I think about this a lot, especially, you know, my first couple semesters in college. I think my life would have been drastically different, specifically where I am emotionally, you know, physically, more for the fact that I've met some great people in college that helped me out in the way to become who I am today. Talking back back to, you, back to your question, you know, when it came to high school, I just think that where I'll be at in life wouldn't be possible. You know, I wish I could give you detail detail, but, you know, in the overall picture, I don't think I'll be at where I'd be at right now. I've been very fortunate to have amazing jobs, amazing internships, meet amazing people. And that has helped me become the person I am today. I don't think I would be the person if it wasn't for maybe finishing high school, quote unquote. I can tell you, you know, obviously I currently still work, you know, part-time job. I just think overall my life actually would be a whole 360.
0: Sounds like a cliche, but education truly opens so many doors for people especially for first gen students and so you taking that moment and going back really changed your life trajectory on completing high school going on now you're in college obviously if you hadn't completed high school you would have had to earn a high school equivalency to then go to college
2: yeah i could add you know i do have high school friends colleagues out there i mean i don't consider friends if we fell off i do have a couple people that i knew from high school that some that didn't finish you know high school and living their life and I know people that have finished high school didn't go to higher education and living their both life and there's nothing wrong with that everybody takes their own path and obviously everybody has the opportunity that opportunity to really go back to school but I could imagine their life and my life if I if I took one of those paths and again looking back at it if I could tell myself or my younger self and my my future children is that higher education is important you know higher education has really opened a lot of doors and a lot of experiences that I wouldn't experience as a first generation student
0: yeah And I think that's so important that you stress that, that it's really up to what that person has in mind and and what their goal is. Because absolutely, there are students who finish high school and either get good paying jobs or maybe go to trade schools or certain things and still get a lot out of life. It sounded like even when you left for those couple weeks that you kind of weren't done with education. Would you say it was more of the stress of living up to the expectations as opposed to not liking school? Would would you agree that that's kind of where your decision was? 100%.
2: hundred percent for me in high school i actually was involved in sports a lot and i had scholarships to play to play in sports for different different schools and unfortunately i gave them up because i wanted to be away from that pressure you know trying to decide a school to go to trying to decide this and that and throughout those three those weeks that i i, I did drop out you know unfortunately losing these scholarships and that it gave me a sense of relief that i had to deal with the pressure but again like you mentioned education didn't leave my mind at all i think when i dropped out again talk about family pressure it kind of did put me in a stage of depression, more for the fact that I felt the pressure of gotta satisfy my parents, you know, and and not thinking about myself
0: thank you for opening up about kind of some of those feelings surrounding how the pressure to achieve certain things and to, to go to college and be successful kind of brought you towards some depressive moments. How do you think those moments, how did those play out in your mind? You know, what sort of things did you experience that made you realize that you were depressed at the time? And were you able to open up to your parents about your feelings at that time?
2: At that time, yes and no. I did express to my parents that i did feel compared to my brother, especially after I dropped out. I, I I spoke to them saying that I really felt that they were expecting the same thing from me. I obviously had a different high school experience than he did. We went to both diff- different uh, high schools, which would which really kind of played out differently. I went to a primarily Hispanic school. My, my brother went to a primarily Caucasian school. So it was really, you know, difficult to see the experiences i seen and he seen you know with that being said you know it was just i think again you know talking about culture men are not supposed to talk about their feelings which i 100 obviously disagree with um <laughs> looking back at it now and it goes again back to the word quote unquote machismo you know looking back at it i wish i could the way i express myself now i wish i could express to my parents but you know looking back at it, you know i for my future children i don't want them to feel that they can't speak to me you know and i, I really wish a lot more people and i emphasize that a lot with um panels i've done in the past that If you can't speak to your parents, there's also opportunities on counselors you can speak to. You know, my my high school counselors weren't as, as good as my college counselors. So I really try to emphasize that people have trouble speaking how they feel to their parents.
0: If you can go back to that time, that two week period of time when you did leave high school, what was the top thought that like motivated you to go back?
2: Yeah, you know, I think my main thought is that I didn't want to be a statistic. I didn't want to be another Latinx student that couldn't finish and be, you know, just another label. Besides that, you know, my parents gave me the space I needed to decide what I really wanted, which was a big a big thought in my mind, you know, and what I really wanted. I know there was a bunch of schools after I dropped out, I applied to, that I didn't get a chance to be accepted. And then after I went back to high school, you know, the schools reaccepted me. It made me realize this might be my one shot to go to school. Those schools that didn't accept me, didn't accept me and that one school that did accept me i felt like that was kind of like a wake-up call to for myself knowing you know i could go to to a city college but this might be the best thing for me and fortunately you know three three four years later it was one of the best choices i've made
0: if you don't mind me going back, you've mentioned a couple times your brother and his success in high school. And then I believe even you said earning his associate's degree. I'm curious, it sounds like your brother didn't go beyond that associate's degree. If he didn't, it, was it because he found employment within with his associate's degree? Or what sort of cha- challenges or barriers were in place that led him to not pursue a further education outside of the associates? Yeah,
2: you know, it's great to asked that question, because it goes, Back to the topic of pressure, of family pressures. During during quarantine, my brother was actually attending a uh, university. When the pandemic first started, my mom had to go out of state. She had to go to med- she had to go for some personal matters. My brother was taking you know care of like finances, paying bills, this and that for my for my parents while they were away. And I didn't know until later December of 2020 that my brother actually dropped out of university. And you know, speaking to my mom or speaking to him about it, it was because he just felt that family pressure of okay, right now I, I just can't do it because of family problems of family issues or just personally i know for, for my brother specifically he had a very he had trouble finding a, a, a program that he liked specifically for his major currently like i mentioned he finishes associates and currently doing a certificate in cybersecurity, which is hit route i know my brother has expressed interest in going back and finishing but for the meantime you know again like i mentioned back to the topic of family pressures you know he just felt that pressure that time to not finish
0: yeah, and, you know, we've already talked about this previously in this episode with another guest, but I, I really think that education is an investment, and, and not only in terms of money, but also in terms of time and energy, and I think because of that, oftentimes when it comes to going to college and succeeding in college, it has to be the right time, and so that's why whenever people are, are, are wondering, you know, we have sometimes, I used to work at a community college we would have sometimes individuals later in life, maybe in their 40s, their 50s, their, their 60s, going to college. And many people would say, huh, why are they going to college now? But like, it might have not been the time earlier. And as you mentioned, your brother had so much on his plate. So I can totally see why it would be hard to, it's truly hard to balance both so much of that family responsibility with also being a full-time college student. That's That would be a huge course load to take.
2: Yeah, of course and if I could add on to that I think also in I mean in pretty much every family but I think a lot in Latinx family that older sibling always has to take the reins when when it comes to it fortunately my parents never asked me to do anything I was still going to school you know online or in person when it was still that transition like I mentioned you know it, it was when I started noticing my brother not going to school this and that asking questions he says class got canceled and you know again it goes back to that norm of the older sibling you know takes the rein. and looking back and I wish I was there to support because I think in back looking back at that, higher education again i agree that it's an investment for the long run and unfortunately you know i wish i could help them out during those, that period of time
0: and you know looking back outside of going and getting a job what motivated you to pursue college and to actually go to college
2: Yeah, what motivated me was, I mean, kind of cliche and answer, but myself, you know, I thought I wanted to see what I could do. I wanted that college experience more for the fact I wanted to learn about fraternities. I wanted to learn about networking. I wanted to learn about this and that. And I think as everybody, you know, I wanted to make as much money as possible early, you know, early in my life so I could be settled by the time I'm 50, 60 years old if I get to that age and just be financially stable for myself. You know, I don't want to, you know, I've seen my parents struggle when it comes to finance. And I want to give back to my parents. You know, I want to help them. You know, when I when I do get a good paying job, I want to help them let my parents know they don't have to work. I'm more than happy to help provide for them and just overall my whole family in general.
0: Yeah. And I find that that wanting to do better and to support your family, I think that that is something that drives a lot of people in, in the work that we do in college. And how do you think the emphasis on having success in college is different for first gen students as opposed to classmates whose families did go to college?
2: I think individually there is a sense of success. You know, I'm obviously every time I do have a great semester in finishing an education, I I feel a sense of pride. You know, I would hope that you know, regardless of of classification as a first gen or not first gen, everybody you know still feels that same sense of success. I know obviously for for Latinx students specifically they do feel more of a sense of success for the fact that i mean again like i mentioned you know our parents come here for a reason is to give us a better life you know and we do our best to give back to our parents you know and i hope that many students do feel like that i know a lot of my friends and a lot of close friends i have that are in college they're first generation latinx students they do feel that sense of pride and success every time they have a huge milestone where they get closer to the degree
0: And what are some tips that you have for other first gens who may experience things like stress and anxiety or depression around that idea of pressure when it comes to college?
2: When it comes to college, especially I think in the senior year, that's where a lot of people get senioritis, quote unquote, and, and feel that pressure of trying to make a decision, trying to find a school, apply for scholarship, apply for financial aid, this and that, this and that. I think, you know, what I could tell myself back then is just relax. There's people there to help you and assist you for for a reason. There's counselors to, to help you every step of the way. I know a lot of people like myself felt the pressure of, man, why do I got to pick a school now? Why can't I do it later? This and that. And obviously the reasons are because schools get filled up. And, you know, with that That being said, I think it's good sometimes to have that pressure because you see how much you really want it and how much you really desire it. I think, like I mentioned, you know, if whoever decides to go college, if you decide to go a year later before before you right after after high school, it's still great. It's still an accomplishment. You know, I've had a chance to speak to students, high school students, incoming freshman students on panels, and I always tell them that college is not a race. You know, it's a journey that you take. You know, if it means you got to take a semester or a year off, it's okay. You know, it's not a race. You know. not everybody gets there at the same time. We might get at the same place, but everybody's journey is different.
0: Well, thank you so much, Michael. This was such a great discussion and chat about family pressure. Um, we currently, we totally thank you so much for sharing your insight and your experiences with our audience.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the, the time you took out to hopefully help somebody.
0: We finished today's conversation on the pressures that first-gens face with a post-college graduate, Miguel. Hi, Miguel. How are you?
3: Hi, Cody. I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We're super excited to have you share your experience with our audience. Today, we're here to talk about the pressures that first gens face while going to college and even in workforce and succeeding in general. But before we get to that topic, I'd love to have you introduce yourself to our audience.
3: Hi, uh, my name is Miguel Ramirez. I currently reside in Houston, Texas. I'm 23 years old. I am a Mexican-American And I went to the University of Houston to study history with a minor in business foundations in hopes to become a history teacher.
0: Miguel, you are a first-generation college graduate. When did you discover that you were considered a first-generation college student? And how did that identity make you feel?
3: I guess I always kind of knew My family came from Mexico and El Salvador, respectively, and they didn't even finish middle school for the most part. So I've always known since the beginning pretty much of what I could remember and experiencing all that. I was first generation to even go and finish high school. So that was from the beginning, very, very stressful, but also really rewarding uh, to understand the implications of why my family came to the United States And kind of helping set the yellow brick road, if you will, for the next generation of my family members.
0: So many young students, they always want to go even further than their parents did. And and really, the parents want that as well. Those opportunities to go to those uncharted territories, such as college or, or different professions. So that's really cool that you've had that experience. Miguel, so today we're here to talk about pressure, And that can be from family, that can be from society, that could even be from the system of what college is. But to get started, you've already kind of alluded to your family's background in the world of education. Do you think that had an impact, and do you think they feel that it had an impact on what careers were available to them?
3: I think as far as in the time that they spent in their countries, I think so um, just mainly because they come from very poor and rural communities. And so without education or without a proper guidance, there was no way for them to move up unless they went into the city or went into the United States. Those were honestly the only two options they had. So for them, it was a no brainer. Um, You know, they didn't want to be stuck and, and, you know, continue to do what their families did for a long time. And I think that kind of speaks volumes to how it is today. A lot of our families work 40 hours, nine to five. And as you see, you know, the generations that come and go, they don't want to be stuck to that nine to five label. They don't, you know, want to work 40 hours a week, or they're trying to figure out what can I do? And how do I get there to be better than what I've seen at home from my family or, you know, things like that.
0: We've talked about your family's educational background. Now let's talk about how you and how your siblings experienced that. So how much did your family emphasize education growing up when you were in school?
3: So I think uh, for me uh, in particular, uh, me and my sister, I have one sibling. She's an older sister, and uh, she's about 10 months older than me. But I was able to start school early, so me and her were always in the same grade, um, mainly because my mom wanted if we were to go to college she would like to pay it off one time you know (laughs) just kind of do it and just get it over with but i think um that was always the plan from the beginning you know my parents came to this country to kind of give us a better life and give us better opportunity than what they did and that was always their goal and so for us we knew that under you know as you grow up they kind of tell you you know oh we came to this country for this for that you kind of understand why they came here and so from the beginning we knew okay, well, maybe if we didn't go to school or did well in school, they would be disappointed and stuff. So definitely from a young age, we, we understood what our job was as far as kind of furthering the family lineage and trying to put them in a better spot than even what we were.
0: Do you think your parents held you and your older sister to the same standards when it came to academics or aspirations of college?
3: I think they held us equally in the same standard as far as, you know, within the home. I feel like they were a little more lenient as I've seen maybe my peers because, for instance, my mom and my dad they would check on our grades and you know they would make sure that you know they were okay but they were never the ones that uh, to tell us like hey you can't go outside and play you know soccer which is what I like to do when I was younger you have to stay in and study today because you had a bad grade in this class uh, they were very transparent with us and saying hey as you grow up you're gonna have to realize that time allocation is everything and if you are going to make a decision to go outside and play, you better have your things in school, you know, in check. And so they gave us a lot of freedom to kind of make mistakes and to understand that this world is not always going to hold your hand. And so I think in that aspect, it was kind of some pressure to always know what's going on in your life rather than, oh, I'm just in the moment and doing this or whatever my friends are doing, I'm doing. Um, But it also really helped us shape The way that we were grown and kind of ready us for the real world, just like, you know, middle school does for high school and high school does for college.
0: Yeah, I think it's really fascinating that your parents, like you said, did not necessarily, you know, they weren't holding your hand through everything and kind of having you experience things. I think that hand holding can have some really harsh negative consequences. A lot of students, when they go off to college, first gen or not, college is that first time where like, you don't need mom and dad's signature for a permission slip. And so it's kind of like, it's almost as if your parents helped give you independence early, so that you weren't learning it as you go in college, which I think is really beneficial. And and probably I would say, I don't know if you would agree, but it probably helped you get acclimated to college life at some point.
3: Oh, yeah, a 100%. I think that the ability to kind of pick and choose what your priorities were and understanding that kind of treating school as work now, you know, understanding that I have to get things done in order to continue to be where I'm at. But I also can have time to relax, have fun, have a social life. And I think honestly, that helped me more than anything else I can think of in my head is the ability to have that freedom and the ability to make those decisions on my own from as far as I can remember. And my parents always supported us. And they told us, you know, that for every action, you do have consequences. So understand that if you do go outside, if you are playing on your video games, if you are talking up all night, you are going to be tired in the morning, you have a big test tomorrow, you know, and they kind of talked to us, but not necessarily made that decision for us, but made us understand that, you know, there are consequences. And we have to think further down the line rather than just make a permanent decision on temporary feelings per se.
0: So you've already talked about how your family really emphasized college and really emphasized furthering the education, you know, getting even further than they did. Do you remember the first time that you remember hearing your parents talk about college or emphasizing that to you or your older sister?
3: I think... That it was around my freshman to sophomore year of high school was when they really started to kind of sit down and say, Hey, what are your plans after high school? Are you looking to get into? you know, maybe a blue collar job? Are you thinking about going to college, you know, kind of pushing it towards me trying to get us to make that decision without telling us to go, which is um, what you know, their whole mo was, I think it was around then my freshman sophomore year, they would tell us, you know, hey, high school is really what's going to determine whether you're not you're going to go to a good school, or even if you're going to have the opportunity to go to school. So if you are, you know, going to buckle down and try to do something for yourself or for our family, and now's the time to kind of, Think, start thinking about those decisions. And so right around freshman year, sophomore year was really when they started to kind of motivate us to, to keep doing well and kind of push ourselves to do better than what they had.
0: Do you remember, you know, navigating high school and going through high school? In what ways did your parents and your family either motivate you and or support you in the college process?
3: I think for me, personally, they really just motivated me by allowing me to make mistakes. And um, how do I say just kind of live high school day by day. Um, they weren't very strict as far as oh you need to be home by here, which is honestly a lot different than most than I can say for my peers. And for most first gen, you know, generation college students or first generation uh, minority students as well, a lot of Their families are super strict as far as, oh, you, you know, you have to be home by this time. You have to be, have this done by here, this chore done by there. They really motivated me by showing me that this is what life could be the freedom, the, you know, having the ability to do what you need to do at any time, moment in time. That really motivated me to go to college because for me, I was always, oh my God, this is, this life is great. I can't wait to have, you know, the ability to go to class, the ability to go play soccer if I wanted to. Um, you know, join an internship, join rec leagues, do stuff like that, but all with the people around me, all my friends, and who I considered, you know, an extended family as well. So it really motivated me by just telling me, you know, hey, this is what it could be like, except you have your own money, and you can, you know, do the things that you want to do. So that was really motivating for me. It's just, you know, hearing their stories about what they went through, and knowing that if I did go to college and kind of pursue an education, and Do things the right way, I could also have that and more. And so that really motivated me just to kind of see their, you know, where they started and where they're at now and kind of understand that I'm, you know, a step above them as far as starting. So let me see how far I can, I can take this myself. And then, you know, maybe my kids will start higher than I did and maybe they'll take us further, you know? And so that's kind of just the, the hopes and, and aspirations of it all at the end of the day.
0: Such a great way to look at it because I think that's probably one of the most effective motivators is the end goal. You know, like we always have, the end goal of, of finishing college, and what will that give me? You know, will it give me financially? Will it give me a better work life balance? Will it give me, you know, certain benefit? And for you to be able to experience small elements of that, almost as like a preview to what life could be with a college degree, that had to paint a much clearer, realistic picture in your mind.
3: Oh, yeah, 100%. I think that. College and higher education for my families was so out of reach for them that they didn't even think about it. For them, it was either I'm going to the city, I'm going to the United States, or I'm going to stay here and work on the farm. And for me, it's so different. But because my family is, you know, financially able to support me in those ways, I started kind of higher than what they almost they're pretty much ending at so for me it's such a big motivator to see like wow my parents really came from almost nothing and they got to where they're at now like why wouldn't i want to kind of continue that and use their life experiences as motivation to me and just say wow i look at my parents as you know i hold my parents in such high regard i want my kids to to look at me and say the same things. And maybe necessarily I, I didn't come from, you know, a farm in Mexico or anything like that. But, you know, my dad went to college and he was the first one in our family to go. And I think that's great. And maybe they're motivated to go even further and, and pursue what, whatever they want and, you know, have fun with it and understand that that's where our family comes from and, you know, kind of just show our tree as it goes on.
0: So another really interesting dynamic, I think, especially for first generation students is the celebration of reaching these milestones. And so, you know, for for these families, to some families, a high school graduation might be, okay, it's, it's high school graduation. Or even a college graduation might be, okay, it's a college graduation. But for our families, for first-generation families, these are things we've never even been to before, you know? And so can you talk about... Any moments or vivid memories about how your family experienced those big educational milestones?
3: (laughs) I can remember a specific story where this was for my high school graduation. And in our high school, we had about 600, 600 to 700 seniors in our class. So it was a big... It wasn't a small class by any means. So being at that graduation ceremony was pretty long. But I remember, and you know, my last name is Ramirez. So being R, is kind of towards the back. I remember kind of looking up in the crowd and like trying to look for my family and I couldn't really find them. And so I was like, oh man, I hope they made it on time. I hope they, you know, had the right address and I couldn't pull out my phone or anything. So, you know, right around when the beginning of the R started coming, I started to get nervous. Like, man, I hope they're here. Like, I really want to see them and things like that. And I remember... When my name gets called up, all I hear is this huge scream from like, you know, the left corner of the stadium, (laughs) this huge scream with, you know, the Mexican flag and then them just there was 40 of them. That's my whole like family that I could, you know, think of here in the United States. 40 of them were there just to support me and show me that, you know, hey, you did it and we're here and we see you. We understand the struggle of what you went through and stuff. And all of that was such a huge relief just to kind of see like, wow, I was like, this was worth something. This wasn't, it's not just a piece of paper. This is, this is a milestone in our family. This is now the standard. And I think that really kind of pushed me to even try to finish college. You know, one thing is to go, but for me, I was like, okay, well, maybe if I go and I try maybe one, or two semesters, but that was like, you know, I, when I saw that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to finish because I need to see this again, but I need to see this with more people, you know, with all of our new little cousins and, you know, a bigger family, and I need to see it, you know. That was such a motivating factor for me too to see that and kind of experience that firsthand. It is it's honestly a feeling I can't really explain.
0: Let's talk about entering college cuz that's a big moment for a lot of first gen students and first gen families. Can you talk about your college experience, entering or that transition from high school to college, and how your family reacted.
3: I have actually always lived in Houston, Texas. So I decided that I think the most comfortable place for me to be would be Houston, Texas, because I feel if I'm going go to go off into this new journey and with all new places, all new experiences, I need to have something there to like anchor me down. And I really used my family in that because like I said, this is a new experience for me and for our family. Leading up to college, it was kind of surreal. It wasn't really registering in anybody's head that I w- would be leaving. And that even though I would be 30, 45 minutes away, I would still be leaving the house because that was something that almost nobody did, you know, it was leaving the house at such a young age. Going to orientation, it kind of set in like, this is really going to be my home for the next, you know, four years or however long I'm here. That's kind of overwhelming. You know, I see all the same buildings as far as downtown Houston and the area around it. And I see the same buildings. I see my same friends and everything. But it's just me now. It's not my mom asking me what I want for dinner. It's not my dad asking me, "Hey, do you want to go outside and play soccer? Do you want to go fishing? It's, it's just me now. And I think that transition is so important for students' development into the real world, but also parents' and sons or daughters' relationship. That's such a big, vital transition that both of them, or that both of y'all are going through. For me, it was really important that I communicated with my family as much as I could about the new things that I was doing, the new things that I was seeing, because I know they weren't able to do it, and I know they could if they would, or they would, if they could have. And so for me to be able to share those experiences, I know they were so proud. I know that it was just as much ecstasy for them as it was for me because they can have the 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 feeling of warmth that they brought they were able to bring me to that. And so why would I stop there? Treated it as if I was still there, I would still call my mom and my dad, you know, as much as I could and say, "Hey, you know, I cooked by myself for the first time. This is crazy." <laughs> you know, and even those simple tasks that seem kind of trivial it was great to do that by myself and tell them wow like I really feel like I'm an adult now you know even though I'm 18 19 I feel like I can do this and step by step you kind of start getting your footing and and all of that but as far as moving in it was just very emotional very overwhelming for everybody this is a a time that even though I am 30 45 minutes away you know the baby is not going to be at the at home you know (laughs) And so it's so very emotional and overwhelming, but really rewarding to just kind of sit there in your dorm room and kind of take a breath and say, I'm here. I made it. I'm in this moment. I appreciate everything that got me to this moment. And I know my family has and I'm not going to you know, let this slip away from me. Those big events turn into motivating factors as well those first times turn into oh my god I can't wait till I do this I can't wait until I do that now that I'm here I can't wait to do this and it's just becomes a slippery slope into success really after that so just really take it day by day with your family with your friends there are they're sharing the same experiences as you are and if they're not help them let them feel what you're feeling and honestly it feels way better to do that than to just kind of do things yourself and feel like I am alienated and I am alone because that's almost never the case
0: Additionally, did your family ever encourage you to specifically look at certain careers or majors? You know, was there any sort of expectation there academically?
3: Uh, yes, a hundred percent. My family—they were very excited for me to go to college. Uh, they loved, you know, the idea that I was going to college, but they did put this pressure on me that. If you are going to go to college, you know, we kind of want it to be, you know, for lack of better words, worth it. Something that has, that's held on a high pedestal nowadays. And so that pressure was definitely put on me by them to kind of pick either the business school or, you know, the school of medicine, maybe a law degree. You know, they those are the jobs that they talked about because... They would love to see a lawyer in the family they would love to see a doctor and not necessarily because of what they do but it's just because the status they hold and i don't necessarily blame them because of course you have to remember where your parents come from they come from a, a place where status is everything where status will take you will will be the deciding factor of whether or not you're going to make it in this life or whether you're just going to stay where your family has been at i didn't necessarily resent them for that. I kind of had to take a step back and say, okay, I have to see why they're saying this. That's the main component of it is why they're saying this. But for me, at the end of the day, it was always going to be okay, son, you can do what makes you happy. But I hope being a doctor makes you happy. (laughs) I hope being a lawyer makes you happy. Uh, (laughs) So that was the pressure that they put on me for those specific majors or careers.
0: Finishing up here, you know, I'm curious. Like I've already talked about, college is a lot in its own, but then to live up to the pressure or the expectations of making your family proud, that can be, like you said, weight on top of weight on top of weight. Looking back at your college experience, can you talk about a challenge or something you had to overcome? And like, honestly, what kept you going in that moment?
3: fear is such a great motivator. (laughs) And what I mean by that, and especially in college, it's even though that my parents, you might've told me, hey, all we want you to do is get there. Maybe one or two semesters would be enough for too much overwhelming. We don't know, we've never been there. So just get there and then we'll go day by day. Even though that's what they told me, in my head, it was more than just about getting there. It was 100%, we want you to get there and we want you to graduate. And that was always the goal for them. Even though that was maybe not what they said, that was definitely the feeling that it gave me. And fear of honestly disappointing my family and my friends was a really big motivator, believe it or not. And understanding that that was my main fear, I could kind of turn that around and use that as motivation and saying, okay, yeah, I don't want to fail. So what do I need to do from here on out to kind of ensure that I don't and that I become what they wanted me to be, as well as making sure that my head is in the right space and my heart is in the right place. Because yeah, maybe I didn't turn out to be a doctor or a lawyer, but I graduated and I went into a field that I was really happy about. Like that was ultimately the motivating factor for it, is just I wanted to get there. And I wanted to show them that Hey, I did it. Because honestly, it is, it's really tough to just be there and not have really any expectations, but knowing that the sky's the limit because you don't want to, you know, shoot for the stars and end up on the ground. Even though, you know, your parents might, or my parents might have said, oh, you gave it your best shot. That does hold a weight to you that's saying that, you know, I do need to finish this. It's not, it's not just me getting here. It's about me finishing strong. Because at the end of the day, we were in school for, 12, 13, 14 years before college. School doesn't necessarily change in college. It's just classes. It's just homework. It's just essays. And the same thing that you do in high school, maybe at a higher level. But what does change is your freedom and the kind of headspace that you're in. Because when it's just you by yourself, you have to put a lot of attention to your mental health. Because if you don't, it'll eat you alive because that pressure will get to you saying, I can't fail. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. It, it is a lot and so taking care of your mental health and and kind of using fear as motivation and doing anything that you possibly can to continue your drive and continue your passion and you know maybe it isn't for you at the end of the day but as long as you can sit there and say i gave it my all and i gave it everything And usually when you do do that, you will end up on top. You will end up graduating and you will end up happy because you know you gave it your all. And if you did and it wasn't for you, then you know it wasn't for you. But at least you can hang your head up or hold your head up high and say, I did it to the best of my ability and it just wasn't for me.
0: Thank you, Miguel. That is amazing. And thank you for being here today on our podcast and sharing your experiences and your family's stories with us, it truly means a lot. And I know that our listeners gained a lot of valuable tidbits from you today.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks again to today's guests, Anaya, Michael, and Miguel, for sharing their stories and experiences with our audience. And thank you for tuning into How to College for First Gens. After hearing from all of our guests today, you may have noticed that they experience various types of pressure at various points throughout their college journey, and for also a wide variety of reasons. It's important to be honest and to be self-reflective in the fact that first gens do experience some unique pressure being the first in their family to go to college. But it's also important for first generation students to remember that their mental health matters and that they can and will succeed. I hope that you take all of the lessons learned today from all of our guests and use it if you experience any sort of stress relating to family or societal pressure within your college journey. As always, you can find us online at howtocollegefirstgen.org if you have any questions or feedback as we want to hear what you think, what you're struggling with, and how we can help. If you prefer to reach us on social media, you can find us at howtocollegefirstgen on Instagram and Facebook, as well as HTC on Twitter. Remember, you are not alone in this journey. Until next time.